Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. In this episode, I want to talk about the control phase. So in Six Sigma, we use the DMAIC model. And if you recall, it stands for Define, Measure, Analyze, Improve, and Control. Now in the Improve phase, that's where we capture actual results after all the improvements have been implemented and try to measure and see if you've actually achieved a change in the original problem that you're working on until the uh, results have come in. So are you seeing a difference in cycle time? Are you seeing a reduction in defects? Are you seeing a reduction in cost? Are you seeing a reduction in hazardous waste being used? But a lot of times people stop at that point once they see results and they say, all right, the numbers are better, we're done. Well, there's a couple things you have to remember. One is, is this a statistical improvement? Is it just random chance that you got better numbers or is there enough data to support that the results are statistically valid? And that's where we get into the concept of hypothesis testing. The second thing we have to think about is, have we implemented the process controls to maintain these results in the long run? And that's the goal of the control phase. And it's often overlooked because once we start seeing results, people are ready to move on. You're ready to start a new project or a new event. And your management might even be antsy in trying to get you to start something new. Maybe you'll get them, you'll get reassigned to somewhere else or we make these assumptions that if the results are working, then the process controls are already in place. And that's a bad assumption to make. So what are the things we want to consider in the control phase before you close out your improvement project and move on to something else? The first thing could be a system or process that monitors the results. So how are we collecting the data and looking at the data on a daily, hourly, maybe weekly, and sometimes even monthly basis to make sure that the results are actually continuing to stay where they are in this new improved state. Okay, so that can result in things like a control chart or or statistical process control. And that's where we monitor and keep an eye on the data and plot it. And when it picks up a trend or shift in the data or an outlier, then it flags it as something unusual that needs attention. So that's ideal is we need some way of keeping track of that core metric that we were trying to improve and keeping an eye on that for up to 12 months. We also want to look at documentation of the process, work instructions, procedures, standard operating procedures, and make sure that those have been updated with any changes or improvements we made. This is especially true for new employees that come into the area because they weren't there when these improvements were made. So the existing staff might remember and might have made those behavior changes, but We wanna make sure that this doesn't fall apart with new people. We also wanna look at any training that's in place and make sure that's been updated. So when these new people come on board, they're getting the latest and greatest information in that training. We also wanna think about a response or mitigation plan in case there is a drop in performance. So what threshold would trigger action from management to say, that's enough, something's going wrong, we need a, a team to get together and investigate it. We need a support team to go out to the work area at the Gemba and understand what's happening because the numbers are starting to go in the wrong direction. 
So that's tied in with a control plan or with these metrics that you're monitoring the metric and then you hit a threshold or you go outside your control limits and that tells you something needs to change. We need to do something and look into this. It's not just a fluke in the data. Let me pause for a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Creative Safety Supply. Creative Safety Supply is a great resource for free guides, infographics, and continuous improvement tools. I recommend starting with their 5S guide. It includes breakdowns of the five pillars, ways to begin implementing 5S, and even organization tips and color charts. From red tags to floor markings, it's all there. Download it for free at creativesafetysupply.com slash 5S. We also want to look at any visuals or job aids or pictures or diagrams we can put up in the work area that makes it easy to understand how to do that job. And especially if this is something different or changing from how we've done it before. So color coding, labels, signage, all those things need to be in place. And that's just going to make it easier for the new people coming on board and reinforce these behaviors to the people already there. We also want to look at incentives and make sure that the new improvements are being encouraged, they're being supported, and there's alignment in the goals to do the right behaviors. If we're asking people to do an action, but it actually works against them some way or impacts them negatively, that's going to be a problem. So we need to make sure that all the incentives and goals are properly aligned. If there are problems or issues that come up, we need to make sure the team knows who to contact and reach out to. Who are their experts and points of contact in case there are problems? That's very important because once a system starts to fall apart and people don't know who to contact, they're going to revert back to old ways. So you need to make sure that they know who to reach out to. We also want to have regular audits or reviews of the process to ensure the new improvements are being followed. I like to use the 30, 60, 90 day period and go in and you verify that the procedures are being followed, the metrics are being tracked, and people understand the behaviors that need to be changed and that they have been changed. And then that helps us see if there are new employees and identify whether they got the proper training and the right support in place. And if you're adding new things or purchasing new uh, consumable items, we have to make sure that those are labeled. They have a clear storage space and location someone's assigned to reorder those items, or if there's new equipment or new tools, that there's proper maintenance being done on them. So it might work fine now, but once things start to deteriorate or start to fall apart or the maintenance isn't been kept up, you'll start to see a decrease in performance. And finally, has there been clear ownership of the improvements that have been taken place by the process owners? And that's usually the employees themselves, the leads, the supervisors, the managers in that area. Do they take ownership of those improvements and they say, yes, we're going to do this. We believe in it. We understand it. We know why it's important. It's typically going to happen is the team is going to walk away. They're going to work on something else and the other team doesn't understand what's really going on. They haven't been involved or engaged and they're going to say, I don't understand the need for this and they're going to want to revert back to old ways. So that change in ownership is really important to have in place that's not there, then we need more work on that before we can move on. So I hope that gives you some ideas of things to think about in that control phase. That will really ensure that the results maintain over the long period of time. And again, on most projects, the goal is to get 12 months or more of sustained improvement. Now that could mean we could continue to get better and better, but we don't want to revert back or fall back to old performance. 
because these controls were not put in place. And this happens a lot because it's easy to want to move on after improvements are seen. So I hope that helps. If you have questions or thoughts around the control phase, please ask a question through the Spotify app. It's no longer called Anchor, it looks like. Or you can email me at brian at biz-pi.com. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.